Let me turn your attention this morning to open our worship of God to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, where you can see the words inspired by the Holy Spirit as I read them to you. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. This is the word of the Lord. These are words expressed to us from the Lord Jehovah of heaven. When the King James Bible uses the word conversation like it does in the first line of the fifth verse, it means lifestyle or your manner of living. So let your lifestyle, let your manner of living be without covetousness, which is the frustrating, discontenting, greedy desire for things that God has not given you. Instead, we are to be content with such things as ye have. The deck of cards, as we sometimes call it, or the hand that the Lord has dealt us, using a metaphor of the things that God has dealt to us, We're to be content with them. And there's a supreme reason for contentment for a Christian. Now there's lots of natural reasons for contentment of a natural sort because a contented person is a happy person. A contented person will never be a thief. A contented person will never be greedy or covetous because they're contented with what they have. But there's a supreme overriding Reason for Christians to live without covetousness and to be content. And it's in his promise, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. If you have the Lord as your personal companion, if you have the Lord in communion with your heart, there is no thing or there is no one on earth that can ever replace him. If you have him, all the things of earth grow fadely, grow very dim. It would be so much better to have nothing and have the Lord than to have everything and to live without Him. And it's very important for us to get that priority. We're going to see it further today. But here it is in Hebrews 13.5. As the apostle is wrapping up this epistle to the Hebrews, as he typically does in some of his epistles, he gets to the end and he has some very quick exhortations he wants to give his audience, his readers, that are not necessarily bound by context because they're just short statements of reminder to the believers that he addressed. And this one is about covetousness and contentment. We know from 1 Timothy 6.6 that godliness with contentment is great gain. That is a successful life. And you can tell those people because they're happy. They're happy with their circumstances because they've learned that success is a godly deportment in life plus contentment with the things that that God has given you. And that's the description here. And it's based on the fact that God has promised 
to be with us and never to forsake us. And if you have the Lord Jehovah as your personal companion who will never forsake you, who cares what you do or do not have in the way of circumstances, in the way of jobs, houses, spouse, children, physical health, physical strength, coordination, esteem, prestige, reputation in the earth, it doesn't matter. These are the important thing right here. And that important thing is that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And on that ground... We can then say, so, by this manner we can say, and we can say boldly, the Lord is my helper. No matter what enemies you have or what events you fear, death itself, the Lord is my helper. The Lord has already defeated death. It's the greatest enemy you can possibly have. But the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The psalmist learned that lesson, as we're going to see in a few minutes. The apostle learned that lesson, and he taught us that lesson in Romans chapter 8. That no matter what, principalities or powers, the sword, distresses, persecutions, all of those things cannot touch our relationship with God, because that is permanent, forever, and settled on the gift of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what ought to govern our lives. And we know that this is governing us by our countenance and by our speech and by our conduct. A contented, thankful person is always happy because no matter what happens, God is still his God. No matter what happens, he still has an infinitely supreme helper, the Lord himself. And so it shows. And that is great gain. When we can learn by the gospel, not by going to a positive mental attitude course, but by the gospel learn that if we have the Lord, we have all we need. It shows through. It's going to be characteristic in our speech because we're not going to talk about this or that in our lives like our physical health, like our jobs, like politics, None of which matter. Who cares? You can't control any one of those three things. They're out of your control, and they don't really matter anyway. If your health was to deteriorate to the point of death, the best end is the result. And that's to be with the Lord. This is how we ought to live. May the Lord bless us this day that Romans 8, Psalm 4, Hebrews 13, and everything else we do will remind us that the Lord... Jesus Christ has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And on that ground, we should live a very contented life, despising all covetousness, complaining, murmuring, and whining. And that we should be able to boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Nothing can hurt me. No one can hurt me. Based on these promises found in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the wholesome words of sound doctrine that build up solid Christian lives. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious name. Thank you, O Lord, for promising us such things that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Though we have been forsaken by others and yet shall be, and though we have forsaken others ourselves, you will never leave us nor forsake us. 
for thy ways and thoughts in the pardon and reception of sinners is as high as the heaven is above the earth, superior to ours. We thank thee and we rest our lives in this life and in hope of eternal life on this foundation that you will never leave us nor forsake us and thus you are our helper we should fear no man and nothing heavenly father we thank thee save us from covetousness teach us contentment that we would be thankful with our lot in life for it is of such minor and insignificant importance in comparison to eternal glory let us set our affection on things above and not on things on the earth so that we are moved by looking horizontally at shifting politics and shifting employment and shifting and declining health, but that we will rest on the sure and solid and eternal foundation of your presence and your promises and the hope of eternal glory. We bless and praise thee for all that thou hast said to us And by the power of thy spirit, we pray that you would lift us up this day to be encouraged and comforted, strengthened and established and edified in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we would be strong, solid, steadfast Christians, despising covetousness, loving contentment, and full of confidence for time and eternity. Our Father in heaven, I pray for every truly and sincerely called servant of the Lord Jesus Christ this day in any place using any language to communicate your word to your people that you will bless him, that you will make him strong and open his eyes to behold wondrous things out of thy law and open his lips to proclaim them boldly and to make them manifestly plain. Heavenly Father, we pray that the word of the Lord will have free course and be glorified as it has been among us. And that you will deliver your servants from wicked and unreasonable men, for all men have not faith. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that your word will accomplish your purpose. And we pray that this day, your precious word will fall on prepared ground here and abroad and bring forth much fruit to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for our nation that you will preserve it, grant our rulers wisdom, discretion, and prudence as they guide our nation's affairs and, over, and, and Lord, either overrule them or teach them so that they might legislate, judicate, and execute Laws that would be for our favor and benefit and those of our children. Heavenly Father, we bless thee and praise thee for every good thing that we have enjoyed this past week. We thank thee for the beautiful weather. We thank thee for rain. We thank thee for safety. We thank thee that the Pipkins are here with us safe and sound. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that thou hast preserved us another week. A week of time we do not deserve. But you in mercy have given it to us. We thank thee for this house in which we can enter. And together with those of like precious faith, worship thee according to the King James Bible and the wholesome words of sound doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
We thank thee for every material blessing, every spiritual blessing that is in Christ Jesus in heavenly places, made sure by the gift of your Son for us. We thank thee and praise thee, Heavenly Father, that from your foreknowledge of us, your affection for us before the worlds began, to the glorification we shall experience in the end, there is no break in that holy chain of salvation. And we bless and praise you for the confidence that we can have in our eternal life. Father in heaven, forgive us our sins. Forgive us that our flesh gets the better of us at times. Forgive us that the world is attractive and enticing to us at times. Forgive us that we have sin yet in our members. And we are yet sinful in our flesh. We look forward to being cleansed altogether from the sin in our members when we are glorified forever with thee in heaven. And Father, we, th- we ask thee to forgive us where we have not held up the shield of faith, but have let the fiery darts of doubt, worry, fear, greed, covetousness, bitterness, and anger come into our hearts from the evil one when we have not stood in the whole armor of God. Forgive us. You have provided everything necessary for us to live successful, godly, victorious Christian lives. Any failure is our fault, not yours. Have mercy upon us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Be with us in our assemblies this day that all will be according to the due order. All will lift up thy holy name. All will be according to the true doctrine and gospel of Scripture. And that we will be blessed and profited and go from this place to serve thee yet again with renewed hearts and spirits as children of the living God. Our Father in heaven, we ask thee to forgive so many that will worship this day with a form of godliness but no power, who this day will prove that they are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, who will this day establish themselves as the fulfillment of your prophetic warning that they love fables more than sound doctrine. O Lord, those of them that are yours, forgive them for their ignorance. And Heavenly Father, raise up ministers that will boldly proclaim the truth and open their hearts to that truth as you did Lydia's, that they might be saved from the folly of their Christianity. Be with us now. Heavenly Father, receive our singing. Receive our praying. Receive the preaching and bless it. And grant us to have sweet fellowship ultimately around thy table as we fellowship with thee and the Lord Jesus Christ in the way that he has ordained for us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.